0: Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 159, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff, and we have a special guest tonight.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: <laughs> Welcome, Sapphire Ed. Thanks for so much for joining us.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I love doing these kind of things. Awesome. This is fun. Awesome. Get out with the community, talk to people.
0: Absolutely. If you've never seen the show before, we talk uh, we usually talk beer, tech, games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. Today's probably gonna be a little bit different. We're probably just gonna do a heck of a lot of q and A and get lost in the weeds as pretty much every conversation I ever have with Ed does.
1: I can do Star Trek too. oh, I, 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 I figured you could Star Trek.
0: figured you could. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll probably finish up with that cause once Star Trek conversation starts, it doesn't oh, stop.
1: You can see I can do Star Trek. Oh, my
0: friend. My friend. You you are among family here.
1: <laughs> well, do you remember um, there was a board game called Starfleet Battles, uh-huh. and there was a computer game called Starfleet Command.
0: I have Starfleet
1: Command, yes. Okay. I was one of the group known as the Inner Circle to Taldrin, about 20 beta testers. I, I was part of that group. So I actually helped in the development of Starfleet Command, Starfleet Command 2, and... I'm not going to take credit for three. Two Orion Pirates, yes, but three, no, I hated three.
0: I I, I don't blame you. I mean, Orion Pirates was good, but...
1: <laughs> but if you even look in the... Um, if you have the uh, strategy guide mm-hmm. by Dennis Green, you'll see I'm in the credits, the entire section on the Romulan and the Gorns I wrote.
0: Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. I did not know I that I love about my you. Star
1: Trek, man. Excellent.
0: Yeah, uh, boy, Star Trek games. Uh, going back. You know, I probably the most recent Star Trek game that doesn't get any love is Star Trek Legacy. I thought Legacy was great.
1: Legacy's okay. It, it it the the Star Trek game curse has come back, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, I really thought with um STO we were going to get past the curse. Yeah. But But then all of a sudden, I mean, seriously, they, they, instead of introducing a third faction, we got a, as the saying goes, a fraction with the Romulans. Right. And that was really disappointing and everything just kind of went downhill from there. Mm -hmm. We need a good Star Trek, and we need good Star Trek, and we need Starfleet Battle for a bit.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, uh, we need Elite Force back is what we need also.
1: Elite Force was a good game. Yes. That was uh,
0: awesome. But if we keep going Star Trek, we're never going to get off Star Trek because that's how I roll. <laughs>
1: yep, I'm, I'm there with you.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't really have an agenda for the night. We're just uh, going to hang <laughs> out, chill. I, I don't have any news to go over because, I mean, we could talk about, you know, we could beat the dead horse about pricing. But why do that for a fourth week in a row? I'm tired no, of it. I'm God, sure everyone no. else is.
1: <laughs> please God, No. <laughs> So, my, my wife just waved. <laughs> we can talk politics. Ooh. Everybody's comfortable talking politics. This is actually
0: a one hundred percent politic free show.
1: Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is oh, a politics-free zone too. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, politics and religion free. Everything else is fair game. <laughs> but oh, uh, so uh, gosh, when was the last time I saw you? Uh, Quakecon. Quakecon. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the last time we actually got to spend any time together.
0: Yeah. Boy, it feels like i was that seven was years ago. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was a lot
1: well, of fun. It was. Good barbecue. The, the biggest drawback for me from my job perspective for QuakeCon mm-hmm. is it's too easy to get lost. The The event is extremely commercial. Mm-hmm. And you can go to the land party, but when you've got that many people, the land party—seriously, there—and and their focus was never the land party. Right. It's the it's the vendor section. Mm-hmm. So it it's really easy to get lost in that and and not be able to make the impact you'd like to make. I'm going to be curious to see with the buyout by Microsoft what happens with QuakeCon.
2: Yes,
0: uh, I was actually thinking the same thing. That's one of the first things I thought of when that came up. Uh, beyond. Uh, you know, the fallout new Vegas developers now being back under the Bethesda wing because <laughs> Microsoft owns them both now. So yep. we might actually get some good writing back into fallout. Awesome.
1: <laughs> good writing in fallout. Okay. After 76, I don't know if there's anything left.
0: Right. Well, they didn't, they didn't write anything for 76. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. They, they just basically slapped it together and said, go play a game. Yep.
0: Who would have thought client-side processing for all your server commands was a bad idea?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see, what do you- f- I'm, I, I'm guessing IT Security Labs is asking you or me what we're drinking?
0: Yes, I think so. Uh, we'll start with you because I think yours is gonna be a little simpler.
1: Well, what I am drinking is Cola O, Coke Zero for poor people.
0: <laughs> my my fridge is full of, uh, of Big K because uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've got the Dr. K, I've got the Cola, I've got a couple of, yeah, so.
1: Yeah, Dr. K is good. Dr. K diet is amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I spend all my money, or I I don't spend any money on soda, so I can spend all the rest of my money on beer.
1: That's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, I I never got into beer. There are a few craft beers are okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a very social drinker, so I like to have a good brandy or cognac with a cigar. Yes. That to me is a fun evening to be able to do that, which I can't do this evening for two reasons. One, it's late, and I'm an old man, and I would turn into a pumpkin. And two, I'm in the house.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I I, I only have maybe
0: I only have maybe two cigars a year, and they're always out on the deck with the bonfire going, and you know, uh, nice little you know Glencairn full scotch and. That's an evening, but uh... I have
1: I have a lot more than two a year, unfortunately. And <laughs> well, I have about I have probably about four to eight a month.
2: Yeah, that's not. Uh, too but fun. I found
1: ways to get cigars at reasonable prices. I'm I'm smoking ten dollar sticks and picking them up for two fifty a pop. Ooh. Nice. So, I, I'll give you a. Com- I won't do a commercial here. I'll tell you later. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yeah. Uh, truth be told, and I've I've said this a couple times on the show, uh, but I'm actually more of a cocktail and and spirit fan than I am of craft beer. I I really really enjoy craft beer, and I've I've learned to appreciate it a lot more since I started the show. But I wanted I wanted a hook when I started the channel, and I went, well, I'm in Oregon. I'm right in the middle of beer of craft beer mecca. Yes. What better way to get variety on the show than open a different craft beer every single episode? And uh, and and uh, and now I've started doing reviews at the end of every single episode. So if you see me open a beer, wait until the last 90 seconds of the video and I'll review it.
1: Um, yeah, I've noticed that. I've watched enough of your videos yeah. to see. And I like the hook. I think yeah. the hook is cute, it's fun. Yeah, um,
0: and it doesn't detract from the tech. If you wanna watch the tech, it's a normal tech video the entire time until yes. the, until the ending credits finish. And then you get the little Marvel 90 second spoiler at the end.
1: <laughs> and and you're not spending your time telling people where to buy it because then you'd have to change your name to Linus.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I went, you know, I, uh, originally I thought, you know, maybe I could do the, the liquor and spirits as a hook, but I went, how many old fashions do they want to see me make? Like if I'm doing two to three videos a week, once this thing actually starts ramping up, there's only so many yeah. cocktails to do and I'm not a cocktail channel.
1: I, and I, and with, with craft beer, there's so many options out there. We've got mm-hmm. a little micro brewery about 15 minutes from our house. Mm-hmm. And um, we go up there now and then the wife and I do, because it's the only place in Southern Illinois that serves poutine and once you've had Poutine, you you can't go back. You you, you want to eat it all the time. Um, but they've got some pretty good craft beers. They've got a few mm-hmm. berry flavors that I really enjoy. Um, you you get you get a massive variety. I, I mean, you walk into a liquor store and see fifty different craft beers, yeah. and come back a week later and see another twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's going to be more fun.
0: Yeah, within. 15 miles of my house, I think there's 11 craft breweries and cideries within 15 miles. Like I can choose any of them and go to lunch any day. And 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 all of them have 20 different beers on tap there at, at the, uh, the establishment and they're always making new stuff. They're always getting new stuff in.
1: It's for, fantastic. For, for us, the big thing down here, we're right in the middle of wine country for mm-hmm. Southern Illinois. Yep. So we've got like 20 wineries and a, a wine trail that's just amazing. You don't have to pay a dime if you're drunk.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's the other thing is about Salem. Uh, I live right in the middle of the Willamette Valley. And so Willamette Vineyards is four miles from me. Uh, they're the, actually, the closest alcohol establishment is a winery uh, from me. It's uh, less than a mile and a half from my house. Um, but there's Eola Wines. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of them uh, out here.
1: Okay, so Furious Reactor's asking, what do we think of crossplay for games?
0: Um, I think it's great that uh, all of a sudden we're getting a bunch of console people with nothing but controllers trying to play first-person shooters against us.
1: That's been the well, dream. It, 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 there's that, <laughs> my, my question is, before I answer this question, I have to ask this. Is this a PG-13 show?
0: Uh, it's PG-13, uh, definitely not our. Uh, we try to keep it family-friendly. Okay. Uh,
1: I got to watch my language. The, okay. the
0: occasional swear, we, we do slip in, but we try to make it not too vulgar.
1: So. Well, I was about to drop an F-bomb, but okay. i behave.
0: Okay. Yeah, behave. Uh,
1: so my, my <laughs> I forgot to establish is, the rules. <laughs> my question is what the bleep took so long. Yes. The cross-platforming should have been something that, that's been done for years. It's about time it showed up. Right. Um I I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful that I can play a game, my son's a console gamer, my oldest son Mm -hmm. is. I try to break him, I really do, but he just won't break. He's 30 years old, he's gonna break, this is what he wants to do. But (laughs) I love the fact to be able to play games with him more. And the fact that we couldn't was just stupid, because it's a simple data transfer. It's not even complicated. Right. It's the
0: same code. Yep. (laughs) there's nothing different from one port to another well, but, port
1: but you don't but you don't send the game you right. don't send the game you send a data packet it's tiny right most modern online games could be played on dial-up still mm-hmm. because the data packets aren't that big you don't right. need massive bandwidth that's why you can have 1.5 megabits per second dsl mm-hmm. and can still game okay right
0: so, as long as you're okay with forty milliseconds.
1: <laughs> well, there is that, but that's a different story, right? So, uh, Alak Alakart Strife, we're at in Southern Illinois. They said they live in Southern Illinois. Oh, I'm curious nice. where at. I am in Carbondale. Hmm. I've never I'm heard. Down, I'm it. down <laughs> um, southwest of St. Louis, or southeast. I'm sorry, southeast of St. Louis.
0: So for those and asking, Max
1: Bolt is in Northern Illinois, which means Chicago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw him chime in that he's a Northern Illinois. There. Um, so well,
1: it, it, it's funny. You tell people you live in Illinois, they go, "Really? What part of Chicago are you from?" Mm-hmm. There's a lot more in the state.
0: Right. Right. Uh, for those wondering, uh, because uh, I know Jerseyville. <laughs> I know Jerseyville. <laughs> for those wondering, uh, I always try to try to pair the beer with whatever we're talking about. And in this case, I got the perfect one. It is from Matchless. It is the Cosmic Rabbit Hole because I feel oh, that's.
1: I, I feel that's how this show is going pencil. to go. Just the name is worth buying the beer, right? No, <laughs> oh my god!
0: Yep. Uh, match or uh, yeah, Cosmic Rabbit Hole from uh, uh, Tumwater, Oregon. Try to find that one on a map.
1: I'm, I'm, I'll have to do that. Okay, a couple of quick quick notes here. SIU got a reputation of the party school, but at one point it was one of the best computer colleges in the country. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that. I had a girlfriend in Carbondale. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Did I see the solar eclipse on 2017? I've actually posted pictures Mm -hmm. of me and my stepson out watching the solar eclipse. Sapphire actually made eclipse glasses Mm-hmm. that we gave out at the local park it was a huge party here we were one nice. of the best sites in the country
0: that's awesome yeah uh no salem was the the first on the west well lincoln city was the first on the west coast to see the eclipse and then salem is directly in the path we were uh right in the center of the path yeah and uh so yeah well, we got a full minute and 45 seconds of totality oh, or dude, something like we that had, like
1: we, yeah. we had the second longest time in the country
0: right Yeah.
1: And we had NASA. You guys were second to Lincoln City. (laughs) Yeah, NASA showed up, and uh, SIU Football Stadium, Mm -hmm. they they had a huge display that they did. Now, I did it a little park near my house, and that little park still had 2,000 people in it. I was talking to people from all up and down the east and west coast. Mm -hmm. It it was just an incredible party. Mm -hmm. Santa, where's my 3080? I don't work for an NVIDIA-based company, so... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well if they're buying um, NVIDIA they've been naughty this year, haven't they?
1: <laughs> okay, you're gonna get me down this rabbit hole, okay? <laughs> so So okay, you know what? We're gonna address it one time, then we're gonna be done with it, and I'm gonna say no more on the topic. <laughs> the availability issue sucks for everyone. I'm Top to bottom, I'm no like matter you. the
0: component. Right.
1: It sucks. Okay. I want my damn 5600X. I slipped. I'm sorry. I, I want my 5600X. I can't buy one anywhere. Yep. The availability issue sucks for everyone. There are a ton of, of reasons why availability is the way it is. It was a perfect storm that has made this a disaster for everybody on the planet. Pointing fingers isn't going to solve it. This is what we have right now. Take your time, be patient. If you if you get in a rush and you feel the urge to pay a lot of money to a scalper, slap yourself, because the only way you can stop scalpers is if we stop giving them money. Right,
0: that's exactly right. There you go. But unfortunately, there's always the market. Okay, we're done. I'm not even going to say my point. Not even going (laughs) to say. Reckless two dollar donation. All I want for Christmas is a Nitro Plus 6800
1: XT. Well, reckless. As soon as I can get you one, we'll we'll get one in a store for you, and you can go buy one. Awesome.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Scott. Uh, I forgot to put red alert on, but that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll get the next one. I'm sure that's not red the alert. First.
1: Uh, oh, you mean if I use a swear word, there's like a dollar jar or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so we go on rants from time to time from di- for different topics, and so I actually have a rant alert where it's the okay. red alert graphics on the L cars. With sound effects and everything else, it's great.
1: Every time I do a video, people try to get me to go on rants. I Mm -hmm. I guess it's fun watching an old man get cranky. Mm -hmm.
0: They like getting me on rants by saying uh, something about uh, batteries and iPhones or uh, (laughs) different things like that. Wine is not an emulator. That's another fun one.
1: (laughs) Alucard says he needs a Wi-Fi card. Don't buy a Wi-Fi card. Get a USB adapter. A little USB plug on the back will do wonders for your Wi-Fi, and mm-hmm. it's a lot less hassle than opening up your PC. Yep.
0: Yeah, but I've also got three PCs with Wi-Fi adapters in them with, with PCI well, the, cards. And...
1: I, I build, everything I build is, is ITX for my home. Right. So I got Wi-Fi in everything. I don't use it in anything, but I've mm-hmm. got it in everything.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, what was really funny is uh, for a while, my laptop... Uh, one of the main laptops that I used still had wireless N, and uh, I actually just bought both my wife and my daughter uh, Wi-Fi cards for their PCs with Wi-Fi 6 in them. And so I was getting the short end of the stick, and so finally I got a Wi-Fi 6 adapter down here. But...
1: Now I'm curious, is that the real tech deals?
0: Uh, tech deals? That's the
1: real tech deals, yes. Well, it's, it's nice to meet you. I like your videos. I've, I've been having fun watching them with him and his wife. I don't always agree with you, but I like your videos. Uh, Hops and brew, GIF or JIF? JIF is only useful if it's smooth and creamy. There we go.
0: Ooh, You're old enough to know better on that one, Ed.
1: I do, but I don't care. <laughs> Who cares what you call it? G-I-F. That's all you got to worry about. Yep. It's a file extension. I don't even care what the file extension is. What's the name of the picture?
0: But no, that's the real tech deals. Uh, Hops and Bruises, John, he's also on the show with me. He's uh, one of the co-hosts, so you've probably seen him on the show. He's the guy with the longer hair.
1: Okay. So
0: Let's see, you got another $5 donation from Trey. Uh, Head, how was the feeling internally when you guys realized RDNA 2 was going to actually compete with the 30 freaking 90?
1: Well, you, you know what's funny about that, Trey? And, and it, Jeff will tell you. I hate talking about performance unless I've got my hands on it. I've actually got my hands on a 6800 right now. And I am really impressed with the gaming performance, really impressed with the gaming performance. There's Mm -hmm. almost a 30% uptake in power potential compared to a 5700 XT. That's That's really impressive. The other thing that really impressed me was comparing Nitro Plus of both of these. Mm -hmm. This thing is running about eight degrees cooler my 5700 xt so i really like that yeah um yeah it's a it it's a beastly little card it's getting it's getting a little smack because it doesn't have ray tracing
2: mm-hmm.
1: ray tracing is yeah, yeah, yeah. ray tracing doesn't get my get me excited i, I don't get excited with ray tracing yep. but then again i've been waiting for ray tracing since we started this crazy thing called pc gaming um, this isn't new technology. This is old technology. It's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and and it, it's what's being done now. Um, Minecraft, I think, Minecraft, and I can't remember. There was one other. Are probably the only two uh, control fully ray traced games.
0: Control is the other one.
1: Uh, well, is Control even fully ray traced?
0: <laughs> I believe it is. Yeah.
1: Okay, because the problem is we don't really have graphics cards powerful enough to do fully ray traced right at 1440p mm-hmm. and when you're spending this much money on a graphics card and you've got to run it 1080p to get good performance 1080p 60 no. right <laughs> no okay um, a $300 card at 1080p that's awesome if you get above $300 and you're not playing at 1440p you, you got to look at it and wonder what the crap are you doing <laughs>
0: Exactly. No, I I fully so, um, agree with they're that. They're
1: off on they're off on Star Trek online now.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I saw that. Like I said, once Star Trek starts, it will never stop in chat <laughs> or in person. So I I had to I had to put a stop to it. So we can at least have thirty minutes of a show.
1: <laughs> yeah, David, I didn't think I didn't think it was. Wasn't it? Um, was it Quake or Unreal that they redid fully ray traced?
0: Uh, that was the original. That was the original Quake.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's the other one I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, fully yeah. Yeah. ray traced. Yeah. That's that's really cool when you see that implemented. Mm-hmm. Ray tracing today, I compare it to um remember when The Witcher came out mm-hmm. and there was all that mess about um pulling an old man moment. Yeah, but it was hair, but it was tessellation. Right. And and the problem with the tessellation was that it was set stupidly high. Mm -hmm. and and, and what i mean by stupidly high is to actually notice the difference in levels of tessellation at that point you had to be in still frame and zoomed in like 300 percent okay i don't play my video games looking to see if the bear i'm about to kill took hurt that morning when he went to the stream i don't care if he's got dander i don't care i did it's not by the way thank you Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Everyone applaud the beard. The beard is awesome. With great beard comes great responsibility. I was teaching my son that today. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it was it, it it it's the same thing with ray tracing. Look at ray tracing today. To really show off ray tracing, you got to have a demo that's got more mirrors in the house than a Charlie Sheen sex closet. Okay, it, you've got to have mirrors everywhere. Yeah. And you've got to take stills yep. to really appreciate the ray tracing. You
0: yeah, the... don't play
1: games that way. It, it's not as impactful to gameplay as they're trying to make it out to be.
0: Correct. Yeah, uh, there's been a couple of uh, of racing titles that have come out and said they're going to try to implement ray tracing. And I said, why? So I can see the reflection in the puddle in, on the track as I'm blazing right. by at 220? <laughs> I don't care.
1: It It's... Ray tracing's neat. Ray tracing has a place going forward. I think it's more viable to be impactful than um, HDR. Yeah, yeah. because HDR has had a problem that it just can't get implemented well, and and the panels are difficult to really achieve proper HDR at a right. reasonable price point.
0: Right. Uh, most of the panels that I review that that come in and say they're HDR are HDR 400, which is crap because there's not enough dynamic range once you enable HDR. No, HDR, HDR. sucks. Yeah, it, it's, it's it garbage. It's absolute garbage. Um, why, why would I do that? I,
1: I no. HDR
0: for me starts at a thousand nit. That's what you need.
1: I, I think the, um, what's the next one up? 600 or 800?
0: Uh, 600 is is the next up from there. And then I think it's- 600 yeah.
1: isn't terrible. It's still not good. It's I, I, not well, good though. <laughs> Okay. How about we say it this way? 600 sucks less. Sucks less, yes. Sucks less. <laughs> um, but you're, you're right. You've got to get up to the full thousand before it's mm-hmm. going to be impactful. You've got to have games properly implemented before it's going to be impactful. Um, we're going back. You can look at all this cool technology that got pushed forward mm-hmm. that never manip- never came to fruit. Okay. 3D. Oh my God, when I reviewed when I reviewed, I was reviewing back then and Nvidia sent me the stuff for 3D for stereoscopic 3D uh-huh. And I said on the review on the air because I was doing a radio review. Uh-huh. I said on the air, stereoscopic 3D is basically a view master automated. <laughs> and my God, you thought I declared I, I don't know what what it was. I I, I mean' it's has, like, has
0: Sony called off the hit squad yet?
1: Yeah, it, well, it was Nvidia that was selling the yeah. <laughs> um, it. It was ugly the way it was received. So that was that was something that was never going to take off. It just wasn't there. Um, VR, I think VR is wonderful, but VR right now isn't getting targeted where it. Hey, shell back. Um, it's not getting targeted where it needs to be targeted look at look at flight simulator guys and racing guys these mm-hmm. guys pay for these ridiculously huge massive triple monitor setups yep and they could get by with a good VR headset and get a better experience
0: correct uh that's and- actually my favorite implementation for VR is cockpit driven games uh well, so years and years ago i built myself a full sit down simulator i was one of those crazy guys with triple 40 inch screens and and you know Tapped out everything and uh, and whatnot, and my wife hated it because it took up half of our living room. I, I and it was so beastly I couldn't move it around and everything else. Whereas now I have a, I still have the same Logitech G twenty five racing wheel. It's definitely right. getting old at this point, but I can sit at my desk, strap on a VR headset, and the ergonomics take care of themselves. I. I no longer care at what angle I'm sitting. I don't care if if I'm, you know, full F1, you know, with my feet straight out or if I'm just sitting. Your brain fills in the blanks for you.
1: Well, the the reason it can work in in flight simulators, in some space simulators, and in racing simulators is exactly what you're saying. You're seated. Yeah. You're seated and you're using the controller basically the way you would have in real life. If you've got a flight yoke... Mm -hmm. The, the new flight simulator is incredible in VR yeah. with a flight yoke, okay? Yep. So you've got this taking place. Now you move to shooters. Well, waving your hands with this little controller thing in it to walk and it, it, it breaks the immersion.
0: Have you tried Half-Life Alex?
1: No, I have not. I, I pretty much have Half- given up on VR for right now.
0: Half-Life Alex will blow your mind.
1: Okay. Because I've well, put, I'll have
0: to, I'll have to give that a try. You need to give that one a try because that the, the, one will change your mind.
1: The tech I want to see is AR. Mm-hmm. Uh, augmented reality to me is so much cooler from a tech perspective. Yeah. And, and I, I really can't wait to see AR get the attention it deserves. But. Steam didn't buy anything in AR, so it won't get it.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, There was actually, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Jerry Ellsworth. Uh, She was, she's a a, a maker and she's done development for a bunch of different companies. Uh, She was hired by Steam or by Valve to work on different prototypes for what became Steam VR. Um, And she had a, basically a hybrid augmented slash virtual reality system um where they used retro refle- reflectors um that you would put out on the wall and projectors in the glasses that you were wearing yes. and then a screen on in the glasses and so you would project an image onto the retro reflector and wherever you looked it would project that image straight back into your eyes and and be very very vivid and bright and clear um and so that's what she was trying to push forward um and uh there's uh, Valve ended up not moving forward with that project, but they actually went off and formed their own company. And I'm drawing a blank on the name of that company right now, but they're, they've are they been continuing to prototype since 2015.
1: Uh, yeah, once AR hits, I'll buy an AR unit. You know, VR, the, the, well, I had to give up racing games because my wheel blew up. Oh, no. I, seriously, my wheel blew up. <laughs> I had a, a force feedback Microsoft. Oh, yeah. That was that was amazing. It, it great wheel mm-hmm. in its day. It was easily one of the best.
0: I had one of those. And, yep.
1: And I was I was playing and I, I think it was um like dirt free. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it was. And I was playing and I was having a lot of fun and I'm racing around. And all of a sudden I swear to God, smoke starts coming out of the wheel. Because I I don't know something died inside.
0: And, and you and you I'm, say VR isn't Brian. immersive enough.
1: I'm, I'm, well, I wasn't in VR. I was just on a big monitor. Yeah. Uh, well, I can actually I, smell I just the smoke. Cried. I, I I don't play racing games and flight simulators enough to justify the cost of the controller. Right. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge RPG fan, and mm-hmm. and that's where my focus is. Yep.
0: Meanwhile, I've got an Xbox Steel Battalion controller <laughs> upstairs. <laughs>
1: Yep, I love your audience. They've just taken off and are doing their own thing while we're sitting here chatting.
0: I know it's great, <laughs> and and viewership continues to go up. You see that?
1: Yeah, tech deals. I'd love to get with tech deals. Him and his wife and do do some video. I I love their stuff. I really do.
0: Yeah, um, I'll I'll shoot them over your email. I'll get them in touch with you. Okay. Making connections can, here on Talking Heads.
1: We can do that. <laughs> we can we can do that and have some fun and
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. uh, I don't know. Where do they want us to go? That's a Let great them question. Take the direction.
0: Yeah, because we've been kind of meandering thus far with no no clear guidance.
1: We, we fell down the rabbit hole and have no clue where we're going.
0: Right. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? The the floor is open. We've only been on thirty minutes. We got we got a ways to go in this one. Or do we just start the Star Trek talk now?
1: <laughs> what adapter would? Ed, what kind of adapter?
0: What adapter would would I recommend, Ed? Don't, no idea.
1: I, I, I don't understand. What kind of adapter?
0: Uh, did he have a comment? Oh, uh, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi USB adapter.
1: Oh, God. I just go buy the cheapest piece of crap I can get. Uh.
0: I, I prefer getting one that has a removable antenna. Um, so you can actually screw in a different antenna and move it if you ever feel the need yeah. to. That's, that's usually what I look for. Uh, beyond that... Wi-Fi is such an inexpensive tech to implement, especially for basic service. You know, uh, there are ways to to get four and five hundred megabit out of Wi-Fi, but man, the investment required to get into a desktop you're you're spending one hundred and fifty dollars on a card. If you just need to get online, download games, etc., you can get solidly one hundred and fifty to three hundred megabit. On a twenty dollar card or a twenty dollar yes. adapter, so just look for one with an antenna, and just in case I, you decide to get a bigger one later.
1: Well, it depends. On, it depends on the need. If you're not transferring data, if you're just wanting to watch video and play games, you Any just adapter. buy the cheapest adapter you can get that gets good signal, and you're good.
0: Uh, years ago, Monoprice was making uh, Wi-Fi adapters that were li-
1: yeah, they're tiny. That were tiny,
0: tiny. guys. I have like ten of them because they were uh, selling them off for like five dollars a piece at one point. And, and so I just bought them in bulk. And uh, and for years, if I needed a Raspberry Pi with Wi-Fi, that popped in. We're, we're off and running. Oh, this, this laptop, the Wi-Fi card died. There we go. I, I've still got like four or five of them hanging around.
1: Okay, so Patrick, I guess, doesn't know who I work for. Oh. It, well, I don't know right if you his saw head. his comment. <laughs> Is the 3060 Ti worth it? No, it's not. You want to buy a Sapphire video card. <laughs> Sinner. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to lay hands on you suddenly and violently to (laughs) heal you of this. Um, Okay, so let's see here. Um, Ed, is there any reason there aren't passively cooled GPUs? Yes, these son of a guns are hot. Okay, if if you wanted a passively cooled GPU, I imagine you could do a low end chip and do a two point five or three slot cooler. Mm-hmm. and get away with it. But even the low-end chips actually generate pretty good heat.
0: Right. Uh, the, oh. the the last, uh, the most recent 100% passive GPU that I've seen <coughs> released has been the GT 1030. Um, Asus had a couple gotta of them. Go,
1: you got to go really low-end.
0: Right, yeah. And, and that's a 35-watt part or 40-watt I,
1: part. I, I, I mean, seriously, if you took like a, you took a, a high end of a seven or eight hundred dollar graphics card. You wanted to be passively, dude, dude. The the engine in your Volkswagen would weigh less.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, this is quite a few years ago. There was a company that developed a a chassis that was essentially a giant heatsink, and uh, and it used some kind of like refrigerant that it pumped through. Uh, so it wasn't like entirely passive, but it was fanless. And so you had a custom block that mounted to the graphics card that had heat pipes that transferred into the chassis and then refrigerant that pumped through the chassis. Um, And so it ran them fairly cool and and essentially silently. But uh, the case was also like 140 pounds.
1: (laughs) Um, Scratch is asking, are there any low-profile RDNA and RDNA2 cards in the pipeline? I cannot, for obvious reasons, discuss products we have not yet announced. Right. I can tell you that there is nothing we do not look at when a new card or new chip is coming out. Mm-hmm. We look at everything. We look at, can we can we make a toxic?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Can, can we achieve enough to make it apply to mm-hmm. be a toxic? Can we make the cooler smaller? Can we make a low profile card? Can we make a small form factor card? All of these are explored Actually, if one's coming or not, I can't tell you that because, well, I like my job. Uh, let's see. Chris is asking about Sapphire Tricks Boost, not Resolution Tool Boost. <laughs> it, it, if you've never used it, it's it's actually a relatively simplistic tool, and I'm amazed nobody else ever did it. Okay, so what Tricks Boost does is it allows us to create simply. You can do this without Boost, but it's complicated. <laughs> you can simply create a custom resolution so let's say at 1440p i can create a custom resolution that's 90 percent of 1440p mm-hmm. and it's going to render at that 90 percent of 1440p and you're going to get an uplift right what i have found is at 4k you can go down to 85 percent implement uh Radeon image sharpening and you can't tell the difference, right? No, but you got uh, a ten to fifteen percent performance boost.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, I, I wish a lot of games and and uh, you know, I've I've never used the Sapphire Boost tool. I, I probably should. I, I, I feel bad now, but, uh, um, <laughs> but I like. Uh, I, I do like when games include uh, both over over rendering and resolution and scaling. Resolution yes. scaling, right? Um. Uh, I've got a 4K monitor with a 2080, and I wanted to pump the the quality of Red Dead Redemption Two, and and even on a 2080 that's questionable at it's best, hard. right? It is, but I can apply a three quarter resolution scale and and then just upscale it to 4K, and and drop a couple of key settings, and all of a sudden I'm at 75 FPS, and it looks amazing.
1: Um, he said, "He Scal is saying you never really introduced me. I,
0: you know, do I, I need an, Do I need an introduction? I, I didn't think you did. Um, <laughs> but uh, I actually didn't do something that I was going to do, and I was going to ask you to bless this podcast before we start tonight.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> Mister Evangelist." May-
1: May the great gods of PC gaming have mercy upon you. May you have high frame rates, cool temperatures, and low power draw with no noise. Amen. Beus, amen. There you go. Well, that, that, that picture, Discord-like, or, uh, not Discord, District-like, suppose that picture around. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I attended Million Man Land in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a giveaway uh, and a little bit of a breakout discussion group. So they had me get up on the stairs and then everybody else was down below. And I didn't know this picture got taken, by the way. <laughs> so the camera person for the land of got behind me and was taking some pictures. And then she realized she was going to out of focus the crowd. And it looked like, and, and I did have, we had about 200 people down there, yeah. but it looked like there were even more. Yeah. And suddenly, I'm this evangelist. And it, oh, well.
0: <laughs> just roll with uh, it, man.
1: I, I do. I, I embrace it. I, I embrace it. I have fun with it. Um, if any of you have ever been to PDX land, you've heard me do the evangelist character yeah. <laughs> uh, from, from stage. We, we just have fun with it. Um, Skull, what would you like to know about me? I am an open book. I, I will answer anything, and you better be careful because I have answered some really stupid questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a late night at QuakeCon, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: it was. It was a really late night at QuakeCon. God, I was too old for that crap. It made me so mad. So you guys weren't at QuakeCon when we went there together. Um, Samsung had just introduced the 49-inch monster screen from hell. Yes. And we set that sucker up. I I mean, it's bigger than... I I had a Josh Stiffen classic. We had a Romeo, which is uh, a a beautiful computer. But this computer, you could have taken 10 of them, put them in a row, and they wouldn't have covered the monitor front.
2: Yeah,
0: so for those who don't know, this was the 49-inch by 9 Samsung display.
1: Yeah, 49-inch, yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, what was... What was the resolution 100? on that thing? Uh,
1: it was 1080p on the vertical. I don't remember yeah. what it was on the I horizontal. I think it was I think
0: it was 3120 or 3820. Well, it was by, it was two yeah.
1: full 1080p monitors yeah. basically linked together. Yeah. Image quality was stunning. Yeah. Just everybody's like, oh, the pixel density will be so bad. You're a moron. It was <laughs> stunning. Um, it, and we were sitting. Man, you couldn't even get back from it. Okay, no. we had to sit on top of it. Yeah just stunning image quality we played madden 2000 what 2018 19, or, 18 or
0: 19 or something like that it was yeah. the
1: first madden to come back to the pc which yeah. i was really disappointed in. Yeah. uh we played uh the new quake or not the new quake yeah it was the, the quake we played mm-hmm. the quake demo um uh, we we had this amazing time so this monitor right gorgeous mm-hmm. i had had to figure out a way to pack this for driving okay <laughs> because it was really a pain So I went up, my next event was up in Toronto, and we get up to Toronto, and this couldn't move. This monitor couldn't move the way I had it packed, and I carried it in, and I set it up, and we've got everything ready to go. And all of a sudden, there was this large, cracky sound. I I mean, kind of like, I I don't know how to describe it. There's just this crack, Mm -hmm. and the monitor died. It just it just died. I'm sitting here in the middle of in the middle of this huge event for yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. I'm sitting in the middle of this huge event. God bless AOC. Uh, AOC was at the event; they were a major sponsor. Uh-huh. And and the rep came over and, and he said, "Yeah, that sucks." And I'm like, "Yeah, it does." He said, "Here you go. Here's a 32 inch monitor to replace it." Nice. And, and so it would, but it was just, yeah, I, I had a great time at the, at QuakeCon. We played video games together. We laughed. We, we, we went and had food together at that little thing that AMD gave us food. Yep.
0: That was right. Yep. Yeah, Heard work.
1: of me for years. He has the gift of gab. Yeah, that's a polite way of saying it. He doesn't
0: know what to shut He doesn't up. shut the hell up. <laughs> oh let's see uh craft computing how fast did you opt out of sidewalk if you have any echo products I I don't have what? any echo products at all okay I don't know where that where that question came from uh how long has sapphire been shipping AMD and ATI Gpus
1: uh oh good Lord a long time we're, we're 20 years I think yeah I've been I've been with the company eight years well this is what the internet is for look it up um
0: <laughs> Wikipedia um, sapphire Technologies
1: yeah, I'm, I'm doing a quick look. <laughs> Sapphire started making video cards and... Might help if I actually gave it a search that wasn't, because it's trying to look at gems.
0: I think, uh, I, think I have a... Saf-
1: 2001. Okay. 19
0: years. I have an early one then, because I... Th- uh, well, not early, but four or five years into Sapphire's run because I think I have a Sapphire X1600 ATI card out in my garage well, right now.
1: The original concept wasn't that Sapphire was going to make their own cards. Mm-hmm. They were making cards for ATI. All the ATI mm-hmm. cards in that in that era oh, okay. were made by Sapphire. Oh. Sapphire was going to become the production company for ATI. Gotcha. And then they ended up splitting off, developing their own cards. We've, we've got a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. that Sapphire's done in the video card industry, that you'd be amazed. And if you want to get into that, we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, Trey, it's been a long time that this company's <laughs> been doing this. Uh, what event are you hoping to go back to again in the future? Shellback is asking. My favorite LAN event, period, is Million Man. I I love the atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, of the people that put it on. They're They're a lot of big land events become commercial mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. You should be able to make some money at it. right? Million Man at 500 people right now throws commercial out the window. Uh, I actually had a, a large group of them had come talk to me uh, the last event and we were talking about this and they said, you understand that you don't have to bring these giveaways. We don't care. We just want you to show up. <laughs> And and they're they were being legitimate. Right, I, I get to that event and I've got fifty people around me almost all the time, and we're playing games together and we're talking about technology. It's really a great event. Yeah, that's the event I'm looking forward to going back to the most.
0: You know, honestly, for me, it's probably PAX West. As as weird as that one sounds, uh, it it's entirely a games a, a game and game developer showcase. It's but but it's kind of like what. What I hear E3 used to be like, where there's a lot of smaller developers out there, and everyone's just showing what's the new game that we're working on. And uh, PAX West was a was a heck of a fun time. It's right there in Seattle at the Convention Center, um, beautiful area, and and getting to see a whole bunch of new games. You know, sometimes a year or more yeah. before they launch. That was that was awesome. Uh, I mean, CES is great. Vegas is great. I, I love going there. There's uh, there's QuakeCon, but you have to go to Dallas. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, that and uh, and PDX Land. Uh, I've I've actually. I've lived in Oregon my entire life. I've never been to a PDX land because there's always been some <laughs> scheduling conflict uh, with with me. And uh, the, this year, I finally cleared my schedule and I was going to go to PDX land. And there was no PDX land. And there was land. no PDX land, right. Like, ah!
1: Yeah, PDX land, I love going to the event. It's great uh-huh. a great event. Um, I've made some really good friends that I stay in contact with even mm-hmm. even now that we're not going to events. Right. Um, but the travel cost. Mm-hmm is really high. The ROI for us on that is really high. I prefer LAN events to to the big shows like PAX. The mm-hmm. reason why is you go to PAX West and by the way you've got some amazing people at PAX West to yes. hang out with. It's yeah. a, it's a great event. I, I got no doubt of that. Yeah. You got board gamers and table and and Dungeons and Dragons players and mm-hmm. and all of Pokémon even. You got this massive right. crowd of just general gamers. But when I as a PR rep look at those events I'm looking at that event and probably about 20% of the people you talk to are our target audience right I go to a LAN event it's 100% yes is our target audience so right. there's a there's a better return uh, that's why I like that. Let me see here real quick. Um, uh, American Cosworth.
0: Yes. He's one of our, one of our patrons. So he's how's asking been, if going, we're going to make a
1: Linux tool. Uh, this has been brought up and discussed at this point. I have not seen anything about implementing tricks in Linux. Um, you know what though? That's a great question. What I'll do, Jeff, I'll ask around, see if I can get a legitimate answer. And I'll send it to you if I can get one.
0: Yeah, that'd be great, because I'd will i be happy to pass it along.
1: card says, I'm on a Vegas 1660. My brother, we're going to pray for you now. We're going to pray that you can kick that green monkey off your back, brother. <laughs> we're going to pray that you can come back into the light and the glory of a Sapphire graphics card. Hallelujah. There you go. You guys got the evangelist. There we go. Um,
0: <laughs> do I need to open some wine now? Is is that what we're doing? <laughs>
1: Sacramental wine. Yeah, there we go. I, I, I do have, have some Star Trek wine right up here. I have a lot of fun doing that. And it's really funny. Um, it, it happened the first time at PDX Land, and they were worried I was going to offend people. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm taking that Southern evangelist, television evangelist thing. Right. And one of the guys that attends the event is an evangelist. He's a oh. Baptist evangelist. And he comes up after the, after I've done it, he goes, man, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so people didn't care after that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh,
0: another $5 donation from Cosworth. Uh, ask Jeff about Safeway. He loves that story I have heard. Um, yeah.
1: So, I, you know, I've never gone into a Safeway. Really? Well, consider yourself. Well, my wife here. works at Kroger's, dude.
0: Yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, I, I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, so, I, I used to work in grocery uh, for, gosh, 18 months. And then I, I also worked for Coca Cola for another 18 months. And uh, every time I would go into a Safeway, it was one of the most miserable experiences as a vendor that I've ever had. Um, there. And it's just the people. Like like you'll walk into like an IGA store or, a, or you know most of the Kroger's or whatnot, and everyone's smiling and everyone's happy and having a good time and joking around. They're you getting-
1: There's too many Kroger's in.
0: Right, yeah. Well, at least on, on the West Coast, you know, we're a little more well, laid you've back always here. Got,
1: you've usually got somebody in there that's in a good mood.
0: Right, exactly. There's usually someone who's in a good mood. I mean, it varies person to person, but overall you get a scope of what working for that company is like. And uh, I'd go into a Safeway and everyone was always pissed off. Always. (laughs) The receiving clerks always had a thumb up something. and uh, Kind of like a Best Buy. Right. No, yeah, exactly like a Best Buy. Right. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I I already had like this distaste for Safeways. Like I, I didn't like going in them because I've had terrible experiences on both as a customer and as a vendor going into there. And then uh, they they've they've been buying out a lot of smaller grocery stores and trying to do the the monopolization thing where they they bought yep. out Albertsons and then kicked everyone to the curb and they bought out uh, there's another local chain here Hagen's that they bought out they bought out a lot of thriftways around here which was a Kroger store um, and uh, and so now Safeway is like one of the only grocery stores in the state of Oregon um, but. They've also done this thing where they've started raising their prices and then they're doing the JCPenney approach where everything oh. it, where everything is on sale all the time if you have the card and well not, but if it's not on sale, it's gonna be jacked up three hundred percent because that's where our profit margins yeah, are. No. And yeah, no. It, right. And it's a legit strategy, but I can see it for clothing, but for food, come on. Uh, so and and the last straw was I was on a camping trip uh, over the summer. And we needed English muffins, ice, and something else. And I walked out of there and I spent $35. And I looked at the receipt and I went, what the hell? Like this, this should be like $12 in food. The English muffins were $6. Holy crap. And that was my last straw.
1: What they do, fly them from England that morning?
0: They were Fran's sourdough English muffins. They should be $1.50, $2 tops. And they charged me $6 for English muffins. Oh my
1: God.
2: And I
0: said right there and then, I am never walking into a Safeway and spending money again.
1: You see, I, you got I, his rant. I'm, there I'm you go. done.
0: Yeah, that was my rant. So what's funny is I was uh, even trying to hold it back a little bit, but I got pissed off thinking about it.
1: Scal asked a question and he <laughs> repeated it. And and I'm sorry, Scal, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening here. And I'm old and my eyes don't work. Kill my lot. Okay. Um, Scal's asking, since I'm an ITX guy, what are my thoughts of GPUs trending over two slots more and more these days? Yeah. Y- you know, if you would have asked me that two, three years ago, mm-hmm. I would have told you I thought it's a bad trend. But but three cases that exist today, well, two actually. Um, the NR200 from Cooler Master, if you want to do a small form factor build, and you spend more money than the hundred bucks to get that case. You're silly. The case is incredible. It's easy to work in. It's got amazing cooling functionality. Cooler Master. You owe me money. And it's, no, they gave me a case and they gave me one of their um, eight hundred and fifty watt SFX power supplies. Nice. Which, by the way, I love. It's the the thing is freaking silent. Mm-hmm. So you've got these. You've got these great options right now that will fit up to a three-slot car. Mm-hmm. So you can and this is still small form factor. The nr 200 is 18 liter. Right. So the other option that I like is the um is the Lian Lee, Lee TU150. Now it's about a 21, 22 liter, yeah. but I love the handle. Mm-hmm. And I actually build a travel rig at it. Now it's not it's not as efficient with cooling. It doesn't have the best cooling options but it does the job. It does a good job, and that handle makes it so easy to pick it up and carry it wherever I'm going to go. Yep. Um, with those two cases having the ability to triple slot, with the in case of one having the ability to triple slot, I, I don't think the moving to bigger coolers to more than two <laughs> slots is hurting the small form factor community. I, I think the small form factor community can get through it just fine with this. Obviously, we'd like to see smaller cards. I don't think anybody is, is saying we wouldn't like to see smaller cards. Right. But I don't think it's as impactful today as it would have been two or three years ago.
0: I I have uh, mixed feelings about the triple slot design or the, the 2.25 slot design. Number, two, yeah. number one, 2.25 might as well be three because you're still covering the PCI Express slot below it. Um, but there are some cards that do not need to be triple slot that have a triple slot cooler installed. Uh, and, and the the one example I always give is, uh, I think it was Asus sent me their 5500 XT. Um, and it's a solid card and it runs nice and quiet all the time, but it's a triple slot card for 150 watts of dissipation. Oh, like, 50 come on.
1: 5500
0: XT is triple a 2.5 slot. slot card. Holy shit. Yeah, and the thing, the thing weighs like four pounds. It's incredible. Uh, now it now it runs at like fifty eight degrees, so I mean oh it's efficient, God. but but oh my God, that card is a beast, and there's no reason for that card to be that big. That card should be half the size at most.
1: Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, they have an no, ROG Strix fifty five hundred XT. A, that, there's a movement in the small form factor community that I'm that that I hate. and and we talked about this, the enthusiast community, the hardware enthusiast community, often creates unrealistic expectations for most PC gamers. Yes. And there is this move to, I see people do this all the time, I'm going to build a small form factor with a 5950 and a 3090, and we're going to try to fit an ATX power supply, and we're going to, that to me is a small form factor, small form factor is about building into this compact size, cause you've got a reason to, you, you need it to be small, right? but you do it realistically. Um, I won't build a small form factor PC and I built one by the way, for my family. Um, I won't build one and overclock the chip. I also won't build one that doesn't use a 65 TDP processor mm-hmm. because those are easier to cool and I can work with simple air solutions, $50 or less right. for cool achieve great cooling quiet operation
2: mm-hmm.
1: um for my son's pc and my wife's pc they run 1080p so something like a 5600x is all they need yep i i don't need to run a 600 video card in it. and to be fair if i was building for me i probably wouldn't be running hiring cards mm-hmm. in this because it's my money the only reason <laughs> everybody's like everybody's like but you built with this it was given to me what am I gonna do with it? Right. Okay, seriously. So okay, let's go let's move on. Uh we did
0: Mark- have a we did have a ten dollar donation, yeah, uh from Parker. Uh XFX has been my go-to, but I might have to consider Sapphire as my new lord and savior.
1: Glory, we have saved another soul. <laughs> we have gotten him from the pornography of <laughs> XFX and into the virtue of a sapphire call. Hallelujah. Can I get an? Amen? <laughs> um, be glad I'm not drinking and get worse. Right.
0: Should I get Eric on the show and and just have you guys go back and forth? Sure, <laughs> that'd be fun.
1: <laughs> his oh, so so American Cosworth. His grandfather owned an IGA in West Dundee. Growing up, there was an IGA in a town about ten miles from the town I grew up in, mm-hmm. and my uncle. Would every Saturday morning go down to the IGA? He knew the one of the managers in the store, and he would get all the bread and all the pastries they were about to throw out. Mm -hmm. And then he would at 11 o'clock every Saturday morning, Uncle Irvin would pull up in the driveway, and we'd go running out. He'd say, "Take what you want," and I'd get a big old thing of jelly rolls. Uh, yeah, we. I, I grew up around IGA's. I can't find them anymore. I I, I I'm kind of sad about that. that mm-hmm. They're not around anymore.
0: We we still have a chain of IGA's around us. It's uh it's 14 stores, and they're really not going anywhere. Uh, so they're 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 well established here, and they've they've held off the Safeways and the the uh, the other you know conglomerates that have come in. But
1: Jeff, they're all mad at you. You forgot the red alert.
0: I did. I did. I I ranted about Safeway, and I didn't red alert it. So. I've read Alerted Ed twice now, but I, I didn't feel my rant coming on. Like, usually I know when I'm going to, like, lose my temper a little bit. I didn't feel that one coming, so.
1: Yeah, it happens. It ha- yeah.
0: happens when you get older. Oh.
1: What do you think of NVIDIA selling cards to miners? Okay. Ooh. Ooh. This one's hard. <laughs> it's hard to answer this politically correct. Yes. Okay. So let me let me do this this way. Forget about Nvidia selling cards to miners. Let's talk about selling cards to miners period. Yep. I'm a PC gamer and I have been for decades mm-hmm. and that's not an exaggeration. Um me fact, either. You, you did you go to my breakout group at uh,
0: comic Yes. In fact, uh, I I uh, I jumped on stage for the last 15 minutes of it.
1: Yep. And, yep. Uh, yeah. y- you're right. Yeah. Um I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate as a gamer, I hate mining. Yeah. I hate mining. I can give you a ton of reasons why mining is the completely dumbest thing to ever exist on the planet. But I understand why companies like mining. The purpose of these companies at the end of the day, and, and this includes every company on the planet, is to make money. Yep. Let's face it, it's to make money. And we can't control what you're gonna do with your graphics card. We we can't tell you don't watch, don't watch midget dog porn. Don't you know what I'm saying? We can't do that. Well, that's a new one. Well, I'm trying to make up something just utterly stupid. There's somebody watching the show. It's going. How did he? How did he know?
0: It's that Sapphire (laughs) Tricks app, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yes. Tricks monitors your porn usage. I got to find new channels to watch. Um, So anyway, um, we can't control what people are going to do with their cards. And honestly we aren't even in a position to control it right? because you got to remember Sapphire doesn't sell directly to the consumer. Sapphire right. sells to Newegg and to Amazon and so on, and then they sell to who they're going to sell to. Right. Um, would I like to see miners not mess with the volume? And that's part of the perfect storm we're in mm-hmm. right now. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to see video cards get into the hands of gamers uh that's where i want these, we designed these cards for gamers right um but it's it, how do you deal with it what are you going to do the the purpose of the end of the day is to sell the video card and we can't control what you're going to do with the video card when you buy it
0: yeah if if you've if you've ever surfed reddit and and read some of the threads about what do we do about the scalpers there's there's so many ridiculous
1: Ideas. Uh, there is we... a simple idea. Yeah, there is a simple idea. If you want to stop scalpers right now, I can tell you guys how to stop scalpers right now. Stop buying from you them. You need to. You stop buying from them. Yep. Some scalper went out and bought a video card for six hundred bucks. He bought twenty of them, and he's trying to sell it for twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. If nobody pays twelve hundred dollars, he's going to keep lowering the price until he can sell the card. You make him lower the price so he loses money. If that's the case. He won't sell them anymore. Yep. The biggest problem with scalpers today are not scalpers. It's not the stores that allow them and encourage them like Amazon and Newegg. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that we as a community enable them. Yes. And if you want them to stop, you have to stop this. Miners, you can do this to a small extent with miners too. When a mining craze is going on, you don't buy a used cart. Yep. You don't know the quality. You don't know what you're going to get from a mining craze don't buy the used car unless it's like dirt cheap okay you see a you see a 5700 xt on sale for 150 dollars well gosh i'll buy that i'll buy two Uh,
0: (laughs) i don't care if crossfire's dead i'm running it (laughs) but
1: you don't see that you go on and you see these guys trying to sell 70 and 75 and 80 percent of of msrp Mm -hmm. don't buy that crap right if if we don't buy it we we as a community have so much power Uh, I've ranted for years against pre-order of video games and the mess it creates, buying a beta. you got the right to be in the beta. Hey, that's great. I'm paying you so I can work for you. Not a good idea.
0: No man's sky.
1: (laughs) Uh, Just one of many. Yes. And the way to solve that is you don't buy games even at launch. You wait till the game has been out for two weeks to three weeks. Mm -hmm. If the community use that power of their wallet, You could afford, you could really do effective change in this industry. Yes. The problem is you can't get the community to do it.
0: Right. The problem is we're also a community of enthusiasts. And enthusiasts want to get their hands on things now. And so getting all of the enthusiasts together to say, stop being so enthusiastic, that's really not an option.
1: (laughs) Okay, Lethal Ask, why not make minor variants of cars. Okay, you know what? That's a great question, but let me explain to you why it falls apart. So I've only got so many processors allocated by AMD to my company. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to give some stupid low numbers because I want to keep the math simple, okay? So they give me 100 chips, and they say, you've got these 100 chips, you're going to make graphics cards. Okay, so I'm going to make 20 mining cards and 80 gaming cards, all right? Now, the mining cards are going to sell out instantly. But I was now only able to make eighty gaming cards where I could have made a hundred, and the miners are going to go back and go, "Hey, the gaming cards still work okay for what we want." They're going to buy them anyway. Yep. Making a variant doesn't solve the problem. All right. it does is reduces the inventory potential to the gamers.
2: Yep. And, and reduces and, yes, the secondary have in the market past too.
1: Made mining variants, mm-hmm. but it's usually a products that are end of cycle. They're into their life, and we're trying to find a way to move inventory that's that's what a lot of that does
0: right yeah there's there's been quite a few companies uh, i in fact i bought a couple couple mining variant cards uh in hopes of uh, uh modding some firmware on them uh, i bought a couple gp106 cards so the gtx 1063 gig mining variants um in a hopes of reflashing the card and enabling nveNC for a really right. cheap plex encoder you know, uh, so far that project has been unsuccessful. But the card was forty bucks, so who cares?
1: Mister John's wanting us to go on a rant about cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Nobody else has given me a good question yet. I'll give you a few seconds, and I'm unloading. The shotgun is loaded, guys. I'm going to load <laughs> both barrels up. It's going to get ugly. Uh,
0: let's see. Uh, American Cosworth, $5. GCN versus RDNA dev support-wise. Vulcan versus DX12. Biggest products, you are sad, failed. So the three different questions. So GCN versus biggest, RDNA. Biggest
1: products, yeah. I'm sad, failed. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that HBM2 failed. Yes. Um, HBM2, though, failed in a predictable manner. So you go back and you got to look at other technologies that try to do the same thing. We had Rambus. We had quad-channel memory. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with these is not that they're not good products. They were amazing products. Yeah. The problem was the only way you could see the performance gain that they offered was you had to fill the bandwidth. Yep. And outside of very specific usage, you just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't fill them up. HBM2 is an amazing idea. It's a super-fast memory. It's got incredible, incredible reaction to its usage. And it's a smaller footprint uses less power. Mm -hmm. The higher cost would have been fixed if it could have been done in volume. The problem was nothing filled it. Nothing filled that potential bandwidth. There weren't games, there still aren't, that can fill that bandwidth and make it have a meaningful impact. Correct. Um, Yeah, I, I think HPM2 is probably one of the technologies that's come up recently that I'm really sad didn't take off.
0: Um, I've, t- I've talked about this one uh, liquid VR, uh, the AMD API for yep. doing dual card rendering for VR. that's that's my saddest one. Um, and in fact, I even invested in graphics cards hoping that would be a thing right at the <coughs> beginning of of the VR consumer launch. I bought a pair of rX480s uh, in hope of you know doubling my VR performance and not a single game ever implemented it. It was there. It was it was there and it was easy to implement and just no one ever did
1: uh gang ask will sapphire ever make nvidia cards i i don't know uh I, that's above my pay grade it, it gets discussed a lot but i i haven't seen any indication i'm not going to say never because that would be stupid uh, I, I will say it, it gets discussed, but I've not seen any indication about it. Yep. Skulls, like, wow, you remember Rambus?
0: Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I know about Rambus. Right around the, gosh, the late Pentium III, early Athlon XP days. Oh God.
1: Yep. I get it, I get a kick out of people talking about overclocking. And and I tell them, my overclocking started with the Celeron 300. (laughs) The Celeron 300A, baby, that was, oh my God, I'd never considered overclocking until that chip hit the market.
0: I think that was most people's first.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, and you don't forget your first. No. (laughs)
0: Uh, The Uh, the first hardcore- tech release of the year? Favorite tech release this year. Hmm. (sighs) Well, I haven't gotten one yet, so- (laughs)
1: I I like the 6800 I really like that AMD got competitive at the upper end Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always been kind of a mainstream guy Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for the next level to hit um, trying to think, what else released this year? Really, Ryzen 5600, but I haven't had one yet to play with.
0: Right. Uh, my My default answer would probably be a Ryzen 5600 if I had one, and <laughs> I, I've I've looked for one. I've tried buying them. I've yeah, I've, I've had them in my cart before, and I've never been able to check out because they're always out of stock, or or they're six hundred dollars instead of two ninety nine, and I refuse to pay a penny more than two ninety nine.
1: Um so um Chris Chris you're correct it you're you're correct partially. Rambus and HBM failed because of cost. You're absolutely yeah. right. But the reason they failed because of cost is nothing utilized the technology. Yeah. Nothing could really utilize the technology. So why are you paying a higher cost for something that doesn't deliver anything better right rambus was an
0: interesting situation as well because the way rambus was designed you had to fill all of the slots and so the rack uh so if you had four slots on your motherboard you had to have four sticks now <sighs> you could put them in pairs and then you also had a couple of blank sticks with just bridge the connections over and that right. would work but you had to install them in matched pairs um and you had to fill every slot um and so Whereas PC-133 and then the transition to DDR was kind of happening at the same time. You could have one stick of memory in single channel and you were golden. And so people are going, well, why do I need to buy four sticks of memory versus a single stick?
2: Exactly. Also,
0: DDR did a really funny thing where they started doing the uh, the DDR... Gosh, what was it at the time? S- 1266 or something like that when it was actually ddr 266 megahertz they right. they, they did the the bit versus byte swept swap on everyone and so even now on memory you'll look at memory and it's uh it's ddr 4 12800 well that's just 2133 <laughs> and, and, and 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 but that's where that started was ddr used the bigger number even though it was a slower megahertz speed
1: right <laughs> so but marketing like- one
0: now as I'll ask
1: what's next VHR versus Betamax I don't know if half these kids know what Betamax was I do uh, okay VHR VHS versus Betamax Betamax was light years ahead of it technologically yes. speaking. It was a ridiculously better technology but it wasn't backed by the big money companies right and and now here's an interesting side note that you're gonna think I'm making this up I'm really not making this up what killed Betamax mm-hmm. was the move by the porn industry to VHS. Yep. Betamax was hanging on because porn was all done on Betamax for a long time. And when they shifted, that was the end of Betamax. Yep. So there, there's that lovely bit of information. Yep. No,
0: I, I, I've actually talked about it on the show. It's been a couple of years, but I've, I've brought, brought up that one. Uh, uh, HD DVD and Blu-ray was the same thing. Uh, where where the porn industry chose Blu-ray. And that's where a lot of the money from, from and, physical and media comes from.
1: You know what? Go back even uh, to the early computers, back at the uh, Commodore 64, Atari 800, and the Texas Instrument TI-99 or 44, something like that.
2: Yeah, TI-99, the, the, I think, yeah.
1: The thing is, the Texas Instrument, was the most advanced piece of hardware available at the time. It was a 16-bit processor when everybody else was Mm 8-bit. But TI did a crappy job of pushing it out there, didn't support it correctly. And so we could have had 16-bit, probably 32 and 64-bit, five years ahead of when we actually got them.
0: Sega but did the they same just thing. Didn't support it. Sega did the same thing, where they were yep. they were always the first next generation console out. They had the Sega they had the Sega 32 uh, years before uh, Nintendo made the switch from 16 to 64. Um, they had uh, the Sega CD, which was a 32 bit console as well. They've got um, they they had the Dreamcast, which was a 64 bit uh, a, a full year before uh, uh, PlayStation 2 came out. They yep. had uh, they were the first for everything, but I think it was a combination of two things uh Sega was always after the arcade market, so the fighters and the racers rather yes. than the general gamers and so that's where all of their marketing went and so the general gamer looks at it and goes, "Well, I can play Sonic, but Sonic's not nearly as good as Mario and what else does does Sega have they've They've got racing sports and and uh and that's about it. And so in fighting games. But now I've got Mortal Kombat for the SNES. Why would I buy a Sega because Mario's better? And so
1: well you, you we've even got the same thing when we look at operating systems. You mm-hmm. go back and you look at the Amiga and the ST. Uh IBM had OS/2 Warp. Yep. Which was these were incredible operating systems by the way. Yep. Okay. So the Atari ST was the first computer to have MIDI physically built into it and part of its operating system, mm-hmm. and and the flaw was people didn't understand that at the time, because this was back in the days of token ring, MIDI was easier because MIDI isn't about music, MIDI is about data. Yeah. The Atari ST was super easy to network together because you just connected MIDI ports and daisy-chained it. Mm-hmm. There were huge demos out there of, of five and six machines playing a tank game against each other, and nobody else was able to do that at the time. Right. Um, Amiga had the platform for video editing, just destroyed everybody else for video editing. Mm-hmm. OS2 was an incredible GUI. It was a proper GUI. There was no dots. Right. It, this I, was...
0: Yeah, o- OS2 was the business solution for, for spreadsheets and for yes. for everything else.
1: It was an incredible operating system. Mm-hmm. The reason Microsoft won in the end was marketing. Yep. And and it, it, it was just there, so many times we've watched better technologies fail mm-hmm. because marketing was better. Yep. And well, that's why I have a job, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Microsoft versus Netscape next, craft <laughs> computing. Um, oh. My
1: god. How far back do you want to go with that?
0: Right. Uh do do we go IE 1.0 uh or or should we go like 3.5 versus Netscape 2?
1: I I didn't like I didn't like um the early IE or the early Netscape. I was a Mosaic fan. Oh, really? I stayed in Mosaic as long as I could.
0: I couldn't I could never stand Netscape for some reason. Yeah, Yeah, I... there was just something about it. There was the the loading icon in the in the top that did like Good. the little Netscape thing. I got tired of watching that thing constantly run because remember, we're on like a 9,600 baud connection at the time.
1: And <laughs> the, here's another example of better technology failed. Mosaic was actually the first browser. Right. And it was incredibly well designed and efficient. It mm-hmm. was just a great browser. Netscape made a flashier one. So did Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And the flashy is what won, not the not the quality of, of build. I, I was running tech support for an ISP when all this was going on. Um, Netscape and Internet Explorer, well, I don't remember. Was it Explorer back then? I don't recall. It was Explorer.
0: Yeah. It's been Explorer um, since that, the Windows 3.1 days. That was yeah.
1: that was always the tech calls. Yeah. We're always one of those two. And I would move them to Mosaic and their problems would disappear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been around a long time. <laughs> well, Roy, thank you for that. That's why I'm here now. Pick my brain. My brain is yours.
2: Oh no.
0: Do we want to dive I, I that deep? When
1: I said you can ask me anything. I may not answer, it. you may not like the answer I give, but I'll answer something.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's find another fun one. Sega passed on Silicon Graphics 64-bit technology and lost out to Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo? <laughs> right. So yeah, there's the whole SI debacle. There's uh, there's also the potential Nintendo Sony collaboration that Nintendo backed out of, and so Sony goes, "Fine, we'll make our own console with blackjack and hookers."
1: You know? Do you know why Nintendo has hung on so long? It's not technology. No, they're not scared to take a risk, right. and they focus on the fun. Yeah, that's that's the simple truth. Sony and Microsoft right now are so focused on graphics quality,
0: graphics quality, many- and competition. Is, and, is and what
1: they focus the, on. The problem is graphics quality. You're not going to believe you're going to hear a, 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 a GPU guy say this, and you heard me say this at, at QuakeCon. We're
0: recording. Do you, do you really want to?
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest problems with gaming today
0: mm-hmm.
1: is realistic, hyper realistic graphics mm-hmm. because it's a crutch. Instead of developing a deep storyline, instead of developing impressive gameplay mechanics, mm-hmm. they make the game super pretty and flashy, and people rush to buy it. Right. I I would prefer I I'm playing Baldur's Gate three, uh, which they got some work to do, but we're getting there. But look at games like Divinity: Original Sin. Graphically, it's yeah, yeah. it it it's a great game. Yeah. It because they made the game fun and. Right. I I wish more companies would focus on putting the fun back in their games instead of worrying about if it's pretty.
0: I I fully agree. And, uh, I mean, you you can look at what are the best and most played games uh, of of the last 30 years. But, I mean, we can focus on the last 10. Look at Skyrim. Skyrim came out in 2011. It's still in the top 20 of played games on Steam. And even in 2011, it was not graphically impressive. Um, You know, yeah, you could mod the living hell out of it. But... But Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft, right. <laughs> it... Minecraft's a fun game. Skyrim is a fun game. And uh, oh. and yeah, there, there's, there are so many games out there. Um, a lot of people really like uh, the, the Tomb Raider series. I have never, ever liked the Tomb Raider series. Uh, Shadow yeah, of the Tomb Raider is it... a beautiful game, but it's a platformer on rails. It's not fun at all. I feel like I'm watching a movie whenever I'm playing Tomb Raider.
1: Here, here you go novella hub i'll give you a little nostalgia the original king's quest back in sierra i was a beta tester oh <laughs> yeah you, uh, well obviously
0: you have me beat but uh but
1: yeah. is asking aol versus yahoo EarthLink. <laughs> what was the other one what was the uh well there's the next... other one that did all the discs
0: uh oh the disc one um Gosh. Uh gosh. CompuServe.
1: CompuServe. Yeah. Man. Oh. oh Lord. I feel old. Original <laughs> Sin 2, I agree. Original Sin yeah. 2 is fantastic. Um, I'm playing it right now, again. Uh, uh, oh, here's space a- Space Quest. Space Quest.
0: Here's a good question, American Cosworth. Uh, $5 donation, by the way, thank you again. Uh, worst technology that has succeeded?
1: wow right wow um gosh i gotta think about that for a minute Mm. zip drives
0: you might not be wrong there
1: zip drives sucked yeah i I never understood the fascination with them
0: yeah Well, the fascination was storing a crap ton of files or, you know, you can fit a hundred floppy disks in your pocket now, but the problem was there were so many physical and technological limitations to that technology, the click of death, (laughs) right. Being one of them, um, the, the file count limit being another where you've got a hundred meg disk, but you can only put four megs on it. If you have 250 files, you know, um, because of the way they designed their table of contents, um, yeah, zip drives is probably up there. Um, and if you think back to that whole era, I'm I'm really surprised that SuperDisk didn't win out in that battle because yeah, SuperDisk
1: was a better solution. It was
0: a it was 120 it megs just, and backwards compatible. Like it what? wasn't.
1: It just wasn't marketed right.
0: Right, it wasn't. But but I had SuperDisks and I loved them. And then I'd go I'd I'd go to school and I'd go. Well, I need to print something. Well, we have a zip drive over here. No, it's a SuperDisk. A what? <laughs> the, there were there were zip drives on every table and three of them were clicking
1: <laughs> and no one had a super disc yeah really. zip zip drives i think are going to be it thomas is asking starcraft versus warcraft neither total annihilation was the de facto defining rts game i agree uh, and i'm not saying that because chris taylor is my friend i'm <laughs> saying that <laughs> My, my glory in, in Total Annihilation was I beat Chris Taylor.
0: Oh, nice. Nicely done. Um, so I was an old StarCraft player uh, back in the day. I, I was uh, ranked on uh, the original Battle.net before we went live in Korea. So I there is an asterisk next to my ranking. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, uh, I love StarCraft. But man, when Total Annihilation came out, that was an incredible game and felt true to the original starcraft and and and, and the original warcraft games but in a modern scale and sense uh, i didn't like starcraft 2 because it became much less about the army building and large battle and how quickly can i get one unit into your base kill your sev's and and cripple you and and so yes that's a that's a fast strategy but that's not how we played in the 90s in the 90s we played you know build up expand multi-bases and 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 so a match would last two hours three hours sometimes and and you look at the starcraft matches right now and if it takes nine minutes you're clicking on to something else on twitch so yeah uh gameplay styles changed more than anything else and total annihilation felt like a, a perfect callback to that older style of play
1: just about ask what game have you sunk the most hours into? Now, are you talking recently or in globally. all time?
0: Uh, all it, time in, might be a yeah. Well,
1: no, I I know what it is in all time. Starfleet Command two. Uh, between the beta testing, I mm-hmm. worked with an online development group to develop an online campaign play. Uh-huh. Uh, I participated in tournaments. I helped write the strategy guide. I I ran the official unofficial. Official uh, Starfleet Command newsletter. Uh, I I, thousands of hours in Mm -hmm. Starfleet Command. Um, Currently, if I go look at my, which I just did, if I go look at my Steam library, the current game that I have the most time in because of Steam is BattleTech. I've got about six hundred hours into BattleTech. Yep.
0: Um, I've got a lot into. Skyrim, Mass Effect Two, Fallout Four; those are kind of the three, well, the three more yeah, recent got a lot ones into those. that that have that have sunk you know two three hundred hours out of me, and they're all right in that same range. I think Skyrim might be at three fifty kind of thing. Um, uh, going going a long way back, um, boy, uh, I played a lot of Counter Strike when it first came out. That's got to be probably a thousand hour title for me. Um, I do play through Final Fantasy II and Final Fantasy III for the SNES at least once a year. Um, just full-on play through, try to try to 100 you know everything on it. Uh, you know get all my characters up to level 99 and I'll, I'll do all that and then Final Fantasy III is an even more interesting playback because I usually play it through back two or three times a year and take different endings and different different paths through it. Um, and so those games I have a heck of a lot of time in. Uh, And I'm not a speedrunner. I enjoy sitting back and just hearing the story again and, and and re-experiencing it every single time.
1: I I don't get speedrunners, but that's okay. Everybody should have their fun. I love the fascination
0: with speedrunning.
1: Yeah. Alice is asking if I've heard of Project Xanadu, then the name rang a bell. I had to go look it up. I've heard of that project. Uh, I don't recall much about it, but I, I, there were a lot of things back in those days. Uh, Xanadu was evidently one of the first attempts at hyperlinking
2: mm-hmm. for,
1: for what became the internet. Um, th- there were so many things back then. Um, RAM defragmentation and RAM compression. Yeah. Those were fun. <laughs> uh, th- there were a lot of, of projects that sounded really cool and then they ended up becoming nothing. Yep. And and Xanadu, it, if I'm recalling what I think I'm recalling right, I didn't spend time reading a lot of it. I think it was one of those as well.
0: Uh so um, someone someone thought it might be Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Most played <God>. game ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's a fun story for you. Um somebody asked, by the way, what my YouTube channel is. I don't have one. Yep. And and there's a reason I don't have one. I don't like to live stream. Um my personality it's unhealthy for me emotionally and physically i'm not joking i i i i I started a live stream for a while and it was just to hang out with some people and play some video games and talk about computers Mm -hmm. and for the first month or two that's all it was but then suddenly numbers started to be important to me because I've got that attitude. I've got that competitive drive. oh yeah And I'm watching guys get hundreds of views and I'm a broadcast professional. I did that for 20 (laughs) years, a broadcast professional. And you're going, I've got 23,
0: what the hell?
1: (laughs) And I'm bringing high quality content. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm going over and some guy's getting drunk on his ass and falling on his keyboard and can't put two syllables together, let alone explain anything. And he's got 20 times the following. Yeah. So it, I, I realized that I had to almost debase myself mm-hmm. to, to hit that. Level. And I'm sure you understand that. Cause, yes. Cause it is something that happens. Yeah. Um, you built up a good community that luckily for you doesn't require that of you, but I was scared. Exactly. I was going to have to life's too short. Right. I, I got too much self in, self integrity to, to debase <laughs> myself like that. Right. Um, um so i i don't do that but now going back to to when i was streaming we decided we wanted to do something different and leisure suit larry remake had just come out i bought it and we did a stream of me playing leisure suit larry you can never go back leisure suit larry when i was young was this incredible game It was amazing. And I loaded it up and I'm not talking about the graphics. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about everything about it. Sucks. And and I'm playing this. I went back, I got Day of the Tentacle. It sucks. Yeah. Okay, we've advanced so far beyond this. And and the reason why is back then, oh my God, the sexual innuendo. Yeah. We we get worse than that in Dragon Age. Yeah. Okay, you get you get porn scenes almost in Dragon Age. Well, so
0: well you do get porn scenes in Witcher.
1: Well you do. There you go. Right.
0: And and so and, and Mass Effect is, is softcore the the whole time. But I,
1: I hate romance in games. Yes. I, I, I hate do too. it. And and the, the reason I hate it, and, and you know what? You're about to get a politically incorrect statement on your show. Oh. Oh. There is so much effort to appease to groups. Yes. So you go in and you've got the ability to have a gay relationship, a transgender relationship, a whatever relationship. Mm -hmm. And I've got no problem with having those. Mm -hmm. But I always thought, why do you define them? You make every character that I can have a relationship be able to have a relationship with. Your battery died. Oh, no. What the heck? (laughs) It said battery exhausted. Yep. Okay. Uh, give me I'll like keep, ten I'll seconds. Keep talking here. while your camera's getting fixed. You 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 make it every relationship is possible. It doesn't matter. You've got twenty characters that you can have a relationship. Don't define their relationship. Whatever my character is, I can have a relationship with them. Okay, that's the first thing that I don't like. The second thing I don't like is the definition of a relationship within PC gaming is a freaking joke. So let me, give it, let me give it to you in real life, okay? Here's, here's how a PC game relationship would play out in real life. And I'm going to do boy versus boy with girl. So the boy walks up to the girl, and the girl says, hey, you're kind of cute. Would you do me a favor? Would you go get me a sandwich? And the boy goes and gets her a sandwich. He comes back, and she says, hey, that was really sweet of you would you go get me a new dress? And the boy gets her a new dress. Would you rake my yard? And the boy rakes her yard. And then she says, let's have sex. That's relationships in PC games. It makes no sense. It, it, it I, I, I just don't think they need to be there. And there he's back. You now right, have a I camera again. You know why that happened? I know why that happened. I'll wait for him to get back on headset. There we go. Okay, I, I know why that happened. Why did that happen? NVIDIA heard we're doing this show and they had to sabotage it.
0: That's right. Well, I don't, I don't have GeForce Experience <laughs> installed, so I, I don't know how they knew.
1: Hey, they, they follow me, dude. I'm telling you, they follow me.
2: <laughs> there we go.
1: I got told, um, first event I ever did, Uh, other than an event for AMD, the first LAN party I went to is PDX LAN. Mm -hmm. And the best compliment I got was at the end of the PDX LAN, the guy that runs it comes up to me and he goes, well, that was different. And I said, what? I was just talking to the NVIDIA reps. And Mm -hmm. I go, okay. They don't know what to do with you. They've never encountered a, a competition that reacts the way you do to things they don't know what to do it man that's the best thing i ever heard that was <laughs> awesome
0: yeah for some reason so my camera is plugged in i do have a an ac adapter on it or uh, it's powered <laughs> over usb i don't know why all of a sudden because this worked perfectly for like two months it battery never died um, never had a problem but all of a sudden yeah
1: Kill Die, the, the best relationships. I, I got to tell you, I really like the story development and the character relationship development in Red Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, I actually cared about those characters. Right. And, and hated it's been others. it a long time. <laughs> right. It, it's been a really long time since the game drove me like that to relationships. Uh, I could give spoilers, but I'm not going to do that. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, is re- that coffee or something else? No, it's Cola Oat.
0: <laughs> so yes, it's something else. Um, yeah, no, Red Dead, uh one of the reasons Red Dead is so engaging is because of the character development and interactions that go throughout the entire story. And and so you end up caring very deeply for some of the characters and lividly hating some of the others. Yes. And it's incredible. And it's kind of and, the same reason. The funny reason... thing is you do both with some of them. Right. Right. <laughs> you you want to see the bad guy win sometimes, right. Um, but uh, that's one of the same reasons that I replay Final Fantasy III is that was one of my first real in depth your your decision matters kind of storylines. And uh, uh, spoiler alert for Final Fantasy III, if you don't know, uh, essentially there is an apocalypse style event where um, where the world is is half destroyed. And uh, don't give them don't give them spoilers. I know, but there but there's a character you play called Celeste and. Uh, and, and the, she washes up on this tiny little island with another character named Sid. And Sid is gravely injured. and it's RNG. Sometimes you can save him and sometimes you can't. there's there's a way you can you can work on saving him by, by feeding him food every day. but sometimes he'll just die regardless of how hard you try to save him. And uh, And if he dies, then Celeste will commit suicide by jumping off the cliff. And it's this, inc- that, that for me, that happened the first time that I played that game. And, and, and here I am a teenager and I'm just sobbing <laughs> when that happened.
1: Um, uh, Chris asked, how many times have I done the William Tell game for a video card? So those of you that don't know, there's been video. Um, basically, I stand against a wall with a video card in my head. And they try to shoot the video card off my head. And then we go through the whole rotation, and then they move farther away until it's the last person that can hit. You, you know what I've noticed? Nobody shoots the video card. They don't want to hit me in the face. <laughs> uh, about six or seven events that's been done. <laughs> um, Peter Peter Jordan is saying Red Dead's one of the worst games he ever played.
0: Red Dead um, Online. Is what he said.
1: Red Dead Online sucks. Yes, it does. It's horrible. I, I was I was so sad when I found out that they weren't going to put any more effort into Red Dead Two. Yeah, because it demands an expansion. It does. I want an expansion. There are
0: so many. Just remake the original Red Dead Redemption with the Red Dead Two engine. Um, not not Red Dead Revolver because that game sucked. <laughs> but Red Dead Redemption, the John Marston story. We know Mexico exists. We we know all the old yeah, right. the old landscape exists. I want to replay Red Dead Redemption as John Marston with the Red Dead 2 engine because it is so yes. much better than the GTA 4 engine that Red Dead Redemption was built on.
1: Steve's asking about Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever play a um it was on the Commodore 64, I don't remember if it was on anything else. A game called Jump Man? Yes. I used to love to play Jumpman. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay.
0: J- Jumpman was great. Uh, uh, one of my favorites for... Uh, this is a niche game. I don't know if, if you'll know this one. Do you remember Cyber Dogs for DOS? Yes. Cyber Dogs. That was one of my favorite games to play uh, because it was local multiplayer split screen and it was co-op and you're just these couple little characters in a top-down, almost isometric kind of view, but think like 1991 isometric, uh, and uh, walking around a, a battlefield collecting items and shooting guys, and it was great. It was so much fun.
1: American American Cosworth, they shot me with a Nerf gun. Yeah. I wasn't letting them shoot me with anything else. Yeah. And then I, I, I ended up supplying the Nerf gun and the, the Nerf darts. Mm-hmm because there's something cool you can do, and it's, it's purely random, but I do it just to make it a little more fun. If you take the dart and you you play with it a little bit in your hand to get a little light bend in it, mm-hmm. the dart will shoot out of the gun and then suddenly veer in weird directions. Yeah. And it was just so much fun to watch people shoot in the dark. Go, Wee! <laughs> we did that, and we did a uh, Tiger Woods challenge where they had to, um, I had a little kid putter uh-huh. And they had to put a golf ball and make it hit the card <laughs> we we tried to come up with new ways to have fun with the video with the video cards yeah um because a straight giveaway of hey I've drawn your name and you won is boring yeah we we want you to have to earn the card The other thing I always tried to do is, is try to make sure the cards went to people that actually needed it yeah so like if you were an event with me I would try to not get you to win a card I know that sounds terrible I know. Because I know you don't need it. I don't need a card. I I would find somebody with an older minor twenty forty nine er, mule, mule. Need I say more? Um, <laughs> it, it, it was it. it that's that's Steve. Is,
0: He's one of the other co-hosts. El Polo this Diablo. Is the stuff
1: I like to do. Yeah. So <laughs> Chris R. Chris R. a catacomb score. I wish catacombs would come back. Um. Toward the end it felt like it was dying off. We didn't go mm-hmm. to the last couple of events because they were down to like thirty people. Yeah. Uh and, and that's really a shame. That's a local event. It's about an hour from my house. Uh, the other event that's a real shame, Slooky Land at, at the Southern Illinois University here, had a great event and they just didn't care about how it was run and it was really sad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's been a couple small startups that have tried to get, you know, larger LAN events going. You know, Eugene tried to get one going for a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, And they've always just kind of, like, been half, half-assed half the first year, and then 25% attendance the second year, and then they're dead in the third. It, it's always how well, it works. They,
1: they, they've got a misconception. They think the pricing and the sponsorship is what brings in the people. That has nothing to do with it. Right. It's the community. Yeah, you have to have a community that engages. That doesn't get clickish. That, that welcomes everyone and embraces everyone. Correct. Um, with 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 Million Man Land, to give you an example, mm-hmm. guys, gamer tag is burden. He's been running this event for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, first event I ever did at Million Man Land, I had a booth, and burden comes over to me at the end of the first day. And he asked me, he said, Ed, are you having fun? And I just thought he was wondering if the booth had gone okay. And I'm like, yeah, we're doing all right. We're getting a lot of people come yeah. over, say hi. This is this is great. He goes, no, no, that's not what I asked you. Are you having fun? Yeah. And I'm like, well, y- you know, it's kind of hard to sit and play a game because all this is going on. And he said, okay, awesome. Nobody's at the booth right now but me. You come with me. He took me out, and that was the first time I played um, uh, Settlers of Catan. Oh. and he set me down at a table with with four other people and we played settlers of catan but he's done that every event mm-hmm. every event that i have done he the the last event we did with him he was actually out of town when the event started mm-hmm. and he flew in the next to last night so this is a guy who's been away from his family and everything else He's walking around the event asking everybody, "Are you having fun? Is there anything I can do to help you have fun?" Yeah. That and that shows in his staff. That kind of mentality yeah. is what makes a successful, powerful gaming community.
0: Yeah. And and you know, we touched on it earlier in the show, but uh um a lot of times in gaming we lose we lose focus on why we're gaming. Uh, it, it, especially when you get into the enthusiast community, when they start, you know, essentially building hot rods out of, out of PCs and whatnot. And I just like to have fun. I, yep. I, I can have fun whether I'm playing, you know, any one of my Game Boys or a, an old DOS PC or on a 2080 with a Threadripper. You know, I the the hardware doesn't matter. There are ways to have fun, and there are games to have fun with. And and I've always been of the of the mindset whatever game you want to play and however you want to play it and whatever settings you can run it at and whatever makes you happy go for it
1: I'm, be- I'm trying to understand Majik's comment thumbs down for condoning and allowing literal hate speech condoning literal what? what what hate speech did we do?
0: there's been nothing I, hateful I don't in this show. know that
1: we said anything that would even be considered borderline hate right. speech right yeah um so, I, I mean, if you want to clarify for us, we'll be happy to look. Um, George, do you have a favorite uncommon GPU? Well, I don't know about uncommon, but it's older. The 7850. I really like that card.
0: 5770 it, it, for me. Is, there you is go. The, yeah, that, that's mine. That, that was such a, a, a diamond at the price point when it came out.
1: Uh, You'll Never Take Me Alive said it was somebody said something in chat. Okay. Okay, um, definitely make sure you point it out to one of his mods. I'm gonna yeah. presume you've got a few?
0: Yeah, I've, I've got two or three of them on there right now. Yeah, uh, you
1: guys you guys need to find that, because yeah. that, that's not cool. Right. One of the things, I've, I've talked about this during the whole gamers gate thing, which mm-hmm. was stupid. The PC gaming community is one of the most inclusive communities I've ever met. Yes. We we don't care we don't care the color of your skin your religion your sexual preference we don't care about any body mm-hmm. and in anything other than the fact you're a PC gamer that makes you my brother my sister you're I just want to game with you and have fun yeah um, there are people obviously that don't take that approach but the good news is most gamers do uh, it, it's even one of the things I I I love I love female gamers by the way I married one. Okay, <laughs> I love female gamers because the perspective they play when they play games. If you've never played a, a, an RPG with a female gamer, you have no idea what you've missed <laughs> because everything about the game changes, and, yeah. and it's in a good way. It yeah. becomes better. Um, what I find amazing is all the people that talk about how female gamers get attacked when they're in these groups. I can tell you now that 90% of those attackers are 14-year-old boys who want to feel like they're an adult. Yeah. Okay, most of us have been gaming a long time. We love you, we'll protect you, we got your back. Just let us know. Yep. It's, female gamers are just awesome. I love female gamers.
2: And
0: Ed, you've never never jumped into my Discord chat, but uh, we have two rules in Discord. Rule number one, don't be a dick. Rule number two, (laughs) don't argue with my mods and don't come crying to me if you get kicked.
1: Well, you'll have to send me a Discord invite. I will do that. Um, What is your most disliked gaming genre or category? Okay. I I know it, but I don't know what it's called. You know those games that have got the overly cartoony drawn girls with the big boobies? Yes. Whatever those are. I hate those. I hate those games. I hate them. They have no substance. Yeah. That and Goat Simulator. I hated Goat Simulator.
0: <laughs> I tried Goat Simulator. I really tried to like it because so many people were, were on board. Um man, I just couldn't get on on with it. Uh uh have, did you ever play uh Dismount? That is uh um, No,
1: I've never played that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh it was released on Steam. Dismount started as a little indie game that i downloaded gosh it had to have been 98 or something like that and it was essentially a crash Mm. test dummy at the top of a set of stairs and you could hit him in different body parts at different angles with different velocities and knock him down the flight of stairs and try to cause the most damage that was that was the entire game and 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 you knock him down the flight of stairs and you get on the high score list
1: it's kind of like that joust game that had penises
0: right right yeah
1: Uh, right uh american cause what is an npfp5 okay sapphire makes integrated board solutions usually specifically designed for signage Mm -hmm. and what you're looking at there is an integrated board solution that's the processors built onto the board and if you want to do a signage a cost a kiosk or something that's the kind of board you'd buy we only sell those in bulk to um to big companies um the biggest downside is, is there's always a loud, hateful person lurking around and it gives gamers a bad name. You're right. Mm-hmm. But part of the problem with that is, is we don't call them out. Right. We we If you know somebody – okay, I'm going to – here here we go. I'll get people yelling at me. Here we go. If you know somebody that's pirating a video game mm-hmm. and yet you still game with them, okay. you're as much a problem for the piracy as the guy that pirated it. Absolutely. You you you. We can't do this. You need to hold people to a standard. You need to say to them: If you're going to steal a video game, how do I know what else you're going to steal from me? I don't want to hang out with you. Right. If you're going to attack a female gamer just because they're female, you're not the kind of person I want to hang out with. If you're going to get upset, um, I know someone in, in my little group of gaming community uh, just recently became transgender. Mm-hmm. And I made it very clear. Anybody that gives her grief Mm -hmm. is gone. I'll just ban them before it's done. Yep. People have to make their own choices. They have to live their life. If they're not hurting you, who cares? Right. Let them make their choices.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's been really the only thing that I've had to deal with in, in comment sections very, very harshly and very, very swiftly is any kind of hate speech implied directional. I don't care, you know, why can't we all just get along? Like it should be very, very simple, but I don't know.
1: Uh, Chris is saying we actually met at catacombs. Uh, Chris, if, if I had a picture of you, I would probably know who you are. Names don't work for me. I, I talk to, well, not this year, but most years I'll talk to 2000, 3000 people over the course of six months. (laughs) Um, it's a little dollar a month by joining Patreon. <laughs> no, <laughs> I save my money for useful things yeah. like video games.
0: If if Ed wants in the Discord, he can have he can have an invite to the Discord. I'm I'm not going to deny him that. Uh, let's see, uh, man. Old style GPU art should make a comeback. Uh, I miss having alien yes. ladies and dragons. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: You, you know what i actually like our new box art let me see if i've got one handy i don't know if you guys have seen this yet all... um it's kind of a stargate theme thing oh nice i like that new box art i think that's pretty yeah um yeah you you know what i i've thoroughly enjoyed ruby and mm-hmm. and and uh the most people don't know that the female on sapphire's boxes was called sapphire Mm-hmm. Um, here's a fun story for you. So I, when I went out to CES for the first time, I was doing the radio show and th- this meeting was how I ended up with this job. Um, uh, my boss, his boss, and the big boss of the company were all there. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to do a, like a five minute meet and greet. They'd tell me about the new products, usher me out. and Then the next people would come in. We sit down at a table with them and four hours later, they said, guys, we need to go eat. Uh, but while we're talking to them, we, we started discussing the fact that because I'd been doing radio, they said, what would you think of creating a mini radio type series like like the old, um, the, the old Hornet or something, a mini radio <laughs> series about the adventures of Sapphire and Ruby? Oh, oh dude, I would love to do this. That this would be, would be cool. so cool. Yeah. This would be amazing. That never came to fruition. But the fact that it was even being considered to me was just awesome. That's funny. that would have been great.
0: That would have been cool.
1: Because um, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, all, all the graphics card companies had had mascots that were on their cards for for years and years, um, and uh, especially when you go back to like the golden age, like the eighty eight hundred GTS, and uh, you know the the early like uh, the X sixteen hundred Sapphire that I have, I know has a, I think has Sapphire on it, so.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to get. I've been trying to find a Ruby doll, <laughs> and and one of the old ones, not one of the newer ones. Yeah. One of the, one of the old ones. I can really let the cat cool. out
0: real quick before he starts uh, jumping
1: on me. Okay, well, guys, I'm yours for questions. He's not here to limit go. me. There you go. go
2: on. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> oh,
1: and I'm back. Come on, guys! Give us some questions. We've only got a few more minutes of this. Yep,
0: we got we got ten more minutes, and then and we this can, old
1: uh, man's got to go to bed.
0: Yep, uh, tell you what. While we're getting some questions in, I'll plug uh, plug my stuff real quick. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so for those who don't know, uh, if you can't catch the show live, you can also catch the catch us in podcast form uh, over on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Uh, just search for Craft Computing, and I'm sure I'll come up on just about anything, iTunes, Spotify, like we're all over the place uh go ahead and give those a download subscribe to them and uh i would sincerely appreciate it if you want to take part in the secret chat during the show or in the after show which uh, i live stream on in discord uh make sure to join either the patreon or Floatplane. links are down in the video description minimum donation of one dollar gets you access to the discord it is exclusively paid which means it is a fantastic community because everyone truly wants to be there and the number one rule is don't be a dick so Think about subscribing to that. Jump jump on the after show uh, every night after, every Wednesday night after Talking Heads, right around 10.30 p.m. I'll jump on and you can live chat with me on camera and it's always a great time.
1: There we go. There we go. All the housekeeping is done.
0: Yep. I don't have any sponsor spots in this one, so, so nothing like that to do. But.
1: That's all right. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Sapphire Technology. I
0: mean, Sapphire could buy some. I mean, (laughs) like we can talk, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had control of the purse, but oh well. (laughs) Um, Let me see here. Um, There's the Discord link. Birth of the Federation was an amazing game. It was an incredible game. And if ever a game deserved to be remade, that's the one. I can get I behind that. I loved Birth of the Federation. I can it get behind that. It was amazing. What I would like to see them do, though, is is go back to the old tabletop game, Federation and Empire. Oh, yeah. And turn that into a computer game. Ooh. Because then you got the whole Romulan, Klingon, Gorn, Andromedan war, and it's yeah. just awesome. <sighs>
0: Um, there is a Star Trek game that was very, very not widely spread. There was actually a Star Trek Dominion War game. Did you ever play that one?
1: Yes. Yeah. That one
0: was very, if very If it's good.
1: Star Trek, I've played it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a lot Jagged. of people
0: know that there was a DS9 Dominion War game. There are actually two DS9 PC games that came out.
1: So Gagan's asking how old I am. I've been trying to avoid this because people say I spend time talking about this way too much. (laughs) Gagan, I'm 57. And I started gaming, computer gaming, in 1977. And I've been computer gaming ever since. Uh, Yes, Star Trek Armada, I have played. Yep,
0: Armada was great. Um, uh, Ooh, let's let's go olden times. What's the uh, uh, Judgment Rights? Oh,
1: good lord! Yeah, yeah, but that was one of the games that was kind of cursed. It was there, a little. There bit. was what was the what was the Judgment Rights? Was the big box set, wasn't it?
0: Judgment Rights was the essentially a point and click adventure. Uh, yeah, a TNG I, game. Yeah,
1: I had the um, I had an autographed edition by Leonard Nimoy. Oh, nice! That was like seven discs. Yeah, and a big, big cardboard box thing and i i remember i got i can't remember why i did it i got mad about something no yeah i got mad about something and sold it yeah uh and a yeah star the, trek collector paid me 200 dollars just because that's a little demoy's autograph on
0: it yeah there you go uh yeah there was judgment rights what's the other one that i have
1: here police um, quest was fun elite force uh, absolutely elite force was probably the best Star Trek shooter, yes, ever done?
0: Ever done? Uh, a Final Unity was was one of my favorites. That was uh, the TNG uh, point and point and click. Yeah. So a uh, little bit better graphics, but uh, man, the story in, in yeah, Final Unity was
1: great. You know what TNG TNG and and all of that was fun, but I think twenty fifth anniversary edition. There you go. Oh um, yeah, I I think that um, that that the storyline in the original series Mm -hmm. or now forget the television series for a minute Mm because they butchered it The timeline in enterprise okay yeah that that timeline right at the beginning the birth of the federation the the romulan earth war Mm -hmm. that would be an incredible timeline for a video game uh what made starfleet command so cool is they they had their own little mini lore section mm-hmm. and they had a massive war yeah. that was taking place across the whole universe. And that made it just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. I played traveler back in the day. You're going to have to, you're going to, okay, here we go. So GDW, I actually worked for GDW back then. Um, Gary Gygax was producing a new game. It was called dangerous journeys and I was part of the demo team for the Midwest United States for I actually wrote a lot of material. Uh, it was it was a ton of fun. Traveler would make a good RPG. Car Wars, there was a... Oh, who did it? There was actually a good Car Wars RPG for a while. Mm. Um, and it, it kind of disappeared as soon as... It, and that was before GURPS.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I did not know that Firefly in Serenity was inspired by Traveler. But now that you say it, it makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, actually, no, I didn't make that connection either. But I can see that
1: favorite handheld. You're, I, I, I okay. I don't know who made it. I okay. okay say second,
0: Ed, second favorite handheld. I'm going to stop you there.
1: <laughs> well, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my favorite handheld. I don't know who made it. I think it was Mattel, and they made this little football game <laughs> that you could play football with. And I loved it. I played that thing for hours. That was before, by the way, I knew what a PC was. Mm-hmm. I was like 10.
0: So that would have been like the uh, the handheld version of like electric football with the, the little vibrating guys.
1: Yeah, I had that too.
0: Yeah, I figured you did.
1: I had electric football. I also played a board game back then called Stratomatic. I don't know if many of these people will know what that is. I don't recognize that Stratomatic one. Stratomatic made sports games based upon statistical algorithms mm-hmm. for football, basketball, and baseball. And mm. I played all three. Nice. Coleco, you're right. Patrick, you're right. Coleco was probably the company that did that. Ah. Can what meat can cure typhoid? Bacon. Bacon can cure anything. <laughs> you're not wrong. Okay guys, you've only got a couple of minutes. Give me something good. Yep.
0: Let's let's end this one with a bang. Um tell you what, uh we 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 go through this debate often. Favorite okay. Trek series. Take them all in a bubble. Uh-huh. T- take them all in a bubble. What's your I favorite? I can't answer this. Right. DS9. Uh, DS9. Thank you. Thank you.
1: D- DS9. In fact, I'm rewatching it right now. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so Original series will always have a special place in my heart. It mm-hmm. really will. Next Generation was the original series with better graphics. Yeah. And that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it wasn't until about season four or five that Next Generation really began to take off.
0: Yeah, they, they didn't have any, even have their feet underneath them until season three.
1: And... um dia and, and Trey I'll answer that in a a minute Beer growing we just we're not time for that um <laughs> yeah. ds9 ds9 had a near perfect mix of gritty and old Star Trek yes it did a really good job Enterprise Enterprise really made me sad when they went to time travel on the first show yeah okay no and then Voyager was a really interesting concept. It was just executed like crap.
0: Yeah, there, there were so many weird side stories. My biggest problem with Voyager is the characters were exactly the same at the end of the series as they were at the beginning of the series. You just spent seven years traveling through deep yes. space, and 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 Harry Kim is still a, a, a timid yeah, little like meek a kid. Ensign. Yeah, he's still a kid. Uh, you know, if if no one's going to experience growth. Sure, give me Tuvok, but Tom Paris, Jacote, Bolana—you know—go down the yeah, list.
1: They—they—they're they, they, the exact didn't feel like same characters new.
0: at the at the end that they were at the beginning, and and they—they they, there was so much lost opportunity there. DS9, why I always go to DS9 is my favorite Trek series. Is name a television series that had a better three season run than four through six with oh, with yeah. the whole Dominion War.
1: Oh, that was well done. I, really well done. I,
0: I, I mean, I mean, you have to go like Breaking Bad or seasons two through four of, of Game of Thrones or something like that to match what that was back in 1996. Yep. And there's not been many runs that were that good in television.
1: Scott Fitton knew what Stratomatic was. Oh my god, I don't feel so old. <laughs> Trey asked simple question favorite GPU in the past 20 years. That's actually easy for me to answer. Our Tri X Fury. Oh, so yeah, so let me let me give you the why. The Fury was an underrated card, it was not, it, it, it really was capable of more than people gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. Good card. What made the Tri-X so cool was, that's the first card that I know of. Now, there probably was another card before this that did the pass-through cooling design that NVIDIA is trying to take credit for creating. We did it with the Fury. In fact, we won an award. A non-tech said the Fury was quieter at load than most cards in that era at idle. Mm -hmm. The cooling was nothing short of ridiculous, it was a beastly card. It looked good, it was silent, and ran super cool. Love that card to this date. I think it's one of the best cards we ever made.
0: I'll I'll end with mine. Uh, Mine was one of the first top flight graphics cards that I ever bought. And it was the XFX 9, sorry, XFX 9800 GTX Plus. So it was back when they were building Nvidia cards. Um, and it was the XFX Black Edition card. And so back when, you know, like I said, we were in the heyday of the the, the girls and aliens and dragons on on cards. This yes. was a, a matte black card that that was really, really well designed. Uh, it was beautiful to look at. Just had the XFX logo emblazoned, just kind of like we see a lot of the, the NVIDIA Founders Editions with GeForce on the side right now. Had a beautiful silver logo on the side of it. Um, I ran two of those in SLI. Um, and man, I could take all comers. Those cards were $450 a piece in 2007 when I bought them. And, and, oh man, I've never spent that much on graphics cards even today. I've <laughs> never, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that one will always hold a place in my heart.
1: I, I can't let this, this comment go. Emil said, DS spot or uh, Babylon five seasons two through four. Some of the best sci-fi. You're not wrong. Um, it's Babylon hard to argue. 5, it's it, hard to it, argue. It, it, yeah. It's a love-hate relationship. You either love Babylon Five or you hate it. Right. My wife actually met the guy that played Londo. Ooh. I've got an autographed picture in our home. Uh, she said he was just the sweetest guy. Um, it 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 was an incredible series. It doesn't get the love that Star Trek gets. Right. But it it really was an absolutely incredible series. Yeah. So there we go. I think we've covered about everything at this point.
0: I think that'll do it. Ed, thank you so much for joining us. That was fun.
1: Anytime you want me. Just let me know. I'll be happy to come on. I love doing this stuff. I love getting in with these communities and having fun.
0: Awesome. Yeah, the whole reason I started uh, streaming on Wednesday nights was just an excuse to hang out with friends and have a couple of beers. So, <laughs> and uh, this is episode 159 of, of that crazy idea. Well, next, so.
1: next time we do this, I will nap all day Excellent, and I'll have a beer while we're doing it. Awesome.
0: I'll, I'll hold you to that. Thank you guys so much for watching ep- uh yeah, yeah. Let me try that again. Thank you so much for watching Talking Heads, episode 159. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. You can also follow Ed on Twitter at Ed Crisler. He is, uh, uh, I have his Twitter handle linked down below. Uh, and make sure to buy nothing but Sapphire cards moving forward.
1: Absolutely, because I don't want to eat ramen noodles.
0: That's right. You, you are literally paying for Ed's uh, well-being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Make sure to follow the links down for Patreon and Floatplane down below as well if you want to take part in the Discord and the super secret after show that happens every Wednesday night here after the show, as the name implies. Uh, Beyond that, we'll see you next week. Thank you all. Bye. All right.